0: What is going on, everybody? My name is Alberto Nellas, and this is Pedro Mendoza. And you are listening to the Cinema Studs Podcast. So today on episode one, our very first episode, uh, we're going to go ahead and kick it off with uh, a, a, a true, true horror king of uh, scary movies. Let's talk about Mr. Michael Myers and the uh, the new movie that came out, Halloween kills um i don't i know that i'm a huge halloween fan pete what about you oh i loved
1: halloween like every time uh it was uh that that season uh they would play all the michael Michael myers films on tnt and uh, i remember
0: watching halloween 2 a lot nice nice Yep, i uh my favorite i would have to say is probably um resurrection would be one and obviously, the first one. I mean, nothing beats the original. Which, fun fact, I don't know if... Uh, I'm sure the, the Halloween Michael Myers fans die hard know this. But a lot of the uh, other ones that enjoy the movie don't. If you actually watch the first Halloween, there's literally, like, no blood. Oh, yeah. At all. <laughs> in the movie. Uh, because back then, you know, it was... It was very sensitive to put blood in, in, in cinema. So I thought that was pretty cool. And I've been watching uh, John Carpenter uh, interviews all day today. Um, that's, why, that's why I'm excited to talk about this movie. So I definitely, um, the movie was fun. It was fun. And exactly what the title was is what it was. Halloween Kills. He, he killed. I mean, he, <laughs> mm. he killed in every way possible. Mm. Um, the cinematography, in my opinion, was amazing. But the storyline was very dull and felt very unfinished. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I felt the same way. Um, the, I really wanted to watch... I didn't get a chance to. I, didn't, I, I wanted to watch um, the 2018 uh, Halloween film right before... I watched uh, Halloween Kills, but I didn't get a chance to do that. I just jumped right into Halloween Kills, not really remembering what happened in the 2018 uh, Halloween. Um, some of it was just like, eh, like why'd you make that choice? Other 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 points is just like, okay, that was really cool, right?
0: But yeah, yeah, I mean, it was uh, enjoyable. Yeah, I mean, the cinematography on it, the camera work on it was was phenomenal, in my opinion. And Pete and I, Pete and I don't are pedro and i i'm sorry <laughs> that's cool we know a lot we know a lot about what goes into a film it's not just people think you just pick up a camera you shoot you upload it and you're done and there's so much that goes into a film so um <clears throat> we appreciate all filmmakers and what it takes to 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 do a film um but from a, a critical point of view uh, the thing that lacked in this movie a lot was a storyline and what john carpenter brought to this character and he said it in an interview that that i i watched today actually he said that they he was not a fan of the rob zombie film he wasn't he said that there were, they 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 gave too much attention to michael michael is a is a being that they're supposed to be scared of and he's supposed to be you know in another realm type character and uh they he felt that he made him too big and all those different things me personally i'm gonna have to agree i mean disagree with john carpenter because i actually really liked uh rob zombie's version
1: yeah i I liked rob zombie's version too it was a really cool take on the character Uh, i understand where uh john carpenter is coming from like they took away the the mysticism of who Michael is, like by going too far back into how he was uh, before he became like a, a killer, like it, it, it's kind of like um, right. me personally. I don't like when mm-hmm. they give the Joker an origin story because he's just like a, a, a force of nature. Because and that's what that's what John Carpenter described Michael as, uh, just a force of nature,
0: right. the evil. No, I agree. I agree, and. And I felt I, I, I kind of when I heard him say that, I kind of was like, ah I get what you're saying. I understand. Because the first film, I mean, nothing beats how a franchise started. Mm-hmm. That's just, you know, a franchise, when it starts, it's you don't you're not doing a film to start a franchise. It's just very authentic the way it starts. Mm-hmm. And what he did with that film and how he did it mind you he had never made a uh a movie in that genre ever Mm. you know so for him to come into this was awesome and he composed the whole thing and because they spent their budget on everything else so he he literally had to come up with all the all the stuff uh to to make it happen actually and if you're interested to know about the story um there's a netflix show what's it called Uh, The Movies That Made Us. Yes, it's awesome. It really gives you a complete insight of the whole movie making experience on specific movies, including Halloween. Um, So I was reading a article that they released today and I sent it to you, uh, Pedro. And it (laughs) it says the worst movie in the franchise. What do you think it is? What do you think that the fans it, that it was the least fan favorite and they're considering it the worst movie in the Halloween franchise? Uh it's got to be either 4 or Halloween H2O. So it is in fact Halloween H2O is the is the worst movie that they're saying in the Halloween franchise. Yeah. Um <clears throat> again it was a fun movie, but they had a lot of trouble executing the mask Mm -hmm. in that movie yeah I know that they they couldn't get the original mold yeah so they started creating their own take on the mask and you saw more of his eyes in that film instead of it being like a real dark barely seeing his eyes mystery type thing so I I would have to agree with that Mm -hmm. that uh, article yeah and I think
1: uh, H2O was uh, the first time they retconned uh the previous films after halloween 2 so they kept it as halloween halloween 2 and then halloween h20 is how they were trying to kind of fix the timeline and then with the 2018 film that's their second time that they kind of redcon the timeline but this time from just the first halloween to the 2018 halloween film the 2018 halloween film is supposed right. to be the direct sequel of the first film,
0: you know, one thing that you and I share in common is that we did not like that our sweet, sweet Jamie Lee Curtis was pretty much not her regular action self mm-hmm. in this film. <laughs> and I think they were trying to make this film more,
1: uh, more Michael uh, concentrated. And uh, there's only there's only so much you can do with Michael in like that long of a film. And they filled it in with uh, some, of the, some of the kids and uh, a lot of the citizens from Haddonfield trying to fight back. And like a, like a force in nature, <laughs> he just like runs right through them.
0: Right, exactly. And he does it in a... Like I said, the, the name of the movie is Halloween Kills, and it, it delivers on the kills. I mean, you see him kill in so many different ways that it is, it is insane. Um, Halloween has ended. Uh, It's a very, very sad, sad day. It's not really sad for me because my favorite holiday is Christmas, but it is sad for Pedro because his favorite Halloween is Halloween. Holiday is Halloween. My favorite holiday is (laughs) Halloween. Well, the thing is, like... uh, you can
1: still carry it on through Dia de los Muertos, and then you get to kill a turkey. And there's like plenty of uh, horror uh, Thanksgiving horror-based uh, uh, movies, and there's also uh, Christmas-based uh, horror movies like Black Christmas and Krampus. Yes, yes, Black Christmas is one of my favorites, actually.
0: Krampus which is, is really
1: good. Which is arguably, arguably considered the first slasher uh, film. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Like. Uh, I didn't know yeah, people used to consider uh, Halloween the first, like, slasher film. Right. But apparently it's uh, Black Christmas. Wow. The original Black wow. Christmas. Yeah. I did not know that. That is crazy. Mm-hmm. What did you think of Krumpus? Krumpus, like, it. it was fun. It was fun. I thought it was
0: very creative. It
1: was. It was creative. Like, I love the... All the practical effects that they used for like the puppetry and stuff—I love practical effects. You can never yeah. go wrong with practical effects. It,
0: no, it was amazing, and a lot of people don't realize because it's—it is a really good film—that the whole thing took place in one, <laughs> one location. <Yeah. laughs> so, which is pretty, which is pretty neat. So, I veering off to another movie. I actually just saw Paranormal Activity. Next to Ken.
1: Oh, I I, I stopped probably after the second or third film. Okay,
0: well, I wanted to see it because I actually have seen them all. And obviously, the way you and I have come up in this industry, we have done a lot of indie stuff. And we have yet to do a feature film, which we're hoping to do one within the next year. So, which is cool, but this guy's definitely an inspiration, sorry, inspiration on what he did and how he did it. With this film. It is still the highest grossing film. In cinema history. In that genre. And so. I did. Not. I enjoyed the movie. But I didn't enjoy the movie. And here's why. The studio took. The movie. Ran off. Away from everybody that originally did it. And did their own thing. And. It is so far off from the actual thing that the original you know entity that they had that it's just like and it, it even says on there based off of the story from Paranormal Activity mm-hmm. and when I saw that I was like okay you know this is gonna be a very Hollywood Hollywood-fied film and it's not even gonna have the bro the, the actual like the filming of the film that was supposed to be like very like amateur was straight hollywood oh yeah it, the whole thing like like i'm like oh wow so they just got a badass cinema camera just just, just, <laughs> just filming each other running through the woods that's cool <laughs> so i just it was it was it was a, it was a lot to take in yeah it was especially it's like it's like you really love a film and then to see someone you know like studios it's a 50 50 with studios they're either going to take the idea or build a story with a a story that's already existing and do really really good with it or they're going to do really really bad with it Mm. and basically they took everything that made paranormal activity paranormal activity and they like tried to recreate it with Badass cinema camera, mm-hmm. and it was just—I watched the whole thing, obviously, because I appreciate the whole filmmaking process. But it—it it was a lot.
1: They did something similar with uh, the Blair
0: Witch Project. Yes, they did. Mm-hmm. They did, which was the original Paranormal Activity, because that's where the idea was was. Sp- Bun from oh, the the found right, footage, yeah. the found footage uh, genre. Really? Yeah. There's another film that goes off of that too, which is uh, I don't know if you've seen them. They're, oh, v- I've heard they're of VHS, VHS, but I know, uh, I've never seen them. I've seen uh, Record. Well, VHS is a really they they might be kind of in the same genre, but they're so they're such good. It's like they took the concept of Blair Witch, along with Paranormal Activity. But it's got like the whole uh, creep show vibe. Like mm. they find a comic and there's stories in the comic where they find a videotape, and there's different like people that have recorded crazy things on videotape. Ooh! So yeah, it's it's pretty neat. If you have not seen VHS, definitely go check it out. And the movie Record that 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 Pete's talking about is probably in the same you know category as those movies. So it's pretty it's pretty cool. And then these are movies that. That aren't going to be heard about on a commercial level, which is crazy because there's so many independent films like VHS or like Record or like, you know, Paranormal Activity. Because Paranormal Activity was an independent film that are better than a lot of Hollywood films. Yeah. Which is insane. And then they
1: went went full crazy with uh, the found footage genre with um, Cloverfield.
0: Yes. That one was fun. That was a really, really good one. It's it's, it's it's a hit and miss. I definitely encourage everyone, and I know Pete and I agree with this, it, if you got Netflix or you have um, Hulu or whatever, scroll as far as you can to the right. And I encourage you to watch something that does not look familiar or that you have not seen a commercial for. Because those sometimes are diamonds in the rough that you could watch and be like, wow, <laughs> Where has this been hiding? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so the new Halloween, for me, it was fun. If I had to rate it uh, on story, I would definitely rate it a 2. 10 being the best, 1 being the worst, I would rate it a 2. Cinematography, I would rate an 8. In the film as a whole, I would probably rate it a 6. What about you? Yeah, I, I think... Um your first uh, ratings
1: i'm on i'm on board with you um but like for the film overall you gave it a 6 um i'd probably have to go with like a, a 7
0: okay okay so you really you really enjoyed it as a, as a whole
1: like if if um if it was just like taking my brain out and i'm just like watching like uh, like a regular horror film that's supposed to like it's just for people to enjoy it's not supposed to be like an Academy Award winning film then yeah like I, I really enjoyed it
0: like it, it's uh which what do we call those films? what do we call the films that aren't winning awards? they're just popcorn films? popcorn films correct and popcorn films are not necessarily award winners in the Academy Awards but they definitely are award winners to fans
1: yeah they're enjoyable so that's
0: a, there's a Right, it's a huge, huge difference, and and that's what that's all that matters. Really, that's really all that matters is is making sure your fan base is on board with what you're doing. Yeah,
1: and I'm gonna age myself right now. Whenever my parents would take me to uh, the video store, I'd always like look at the the boxes in the horror section. I would always run to the horror section and see like what's this what's this uh, this movie about, and I'd read the description. I'm like, okay, I'll check it out. See how it is. And that's how I that's how I came upon uh, Jason and Freddy and all these other like horror icons,
0: Leatherface. Let's age you even more. Uh, what was the video store you would go to? Uh, it was it was actually uh, Best Choice Video. Oh wow! That was around when the yeah. movie gallery and <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Blockbuster. Yeah, So so Pete and I are, are in the same age range. So we actually enjoyed even though streaming is very cool there's nothing like getting in your car going into a movie store seeing all the movies on the shelf with candy popcorn sodas and them having tvs all around and back then it wasn't flat screens there were box tvs mounted up on the top (laughs) and them showing constantly trailers that's how you saw i mean that's how you saw it and even nowadays the trailers mm-hmm. on TV are just not like what they used to be. Mm. At all. Like you used to see a trailer on TV and be like, oh my god, I cannot wait to see that. And it really isn't it really isn't like that anymore. And cinema's changed so much. I mean now the day and age we're in is you literally half the movies that are coming out, you can go to the movies and see them. Or you can pay for them at home and stream them at home. Mm-hmm. And so we couldn't do that back in the day. A new movie came out. You had to go to the theater and you had to watch it. Yeah. What do you think about that change? Do you do you still strongly believe that cinema should be in cinema? Or do you agree with the change of them being able to stream at home? Um,
1: people should be open to both. Like, to have that experience of uh, just going out there and, like, just looking through a library of uh, videos, it's it's like something that that everybody should right.
0: experience at least once. So you think they should bring back the the movie store?
1: Yeah, because not everybody can afford um, to have all those different streaming services. Because like you're paying for all these services to try and uh, cut yourself off cable, right? and you're still paying like as much for cable or even more. Well,
0: I mean, when it's even I'm going to name drop even with Disney Plus for instance, you pay all that money for Disney Plus and when a new new movie comes out, they are they're charging like $29 yeah. to see the new movie, which is which is crazy. I think it should be a rent a rent fee, not a hey you're gonna pay thirty bucks because new movie, but you're not gonna be able to keep that movie. <laughs> I've
1: been I've been so, I've been so uh, disheartened going to the movies now, like to go to the IMAX films, because I really love watching the Marvel films in IMAX, and I love going with my, with my family. But the prices have just been like increasing. Like for two tickets, I paid uh, I was gonna pay like almost fifty bucks to to see it in IMAX when it was like uh, almost thirty. Like I can understand like thirty bucks for the IMAX. Like it's fifteen bucks a.
0: Ahead, yeah, but like that, that's it's ticket prices are getting crazy, which is crazy because you know how many kids I have and my wife, yeah. So <laughs> I have four boys and I have my wife, so just ticket wise for us to go, I'm paying like 70, 70 or 80 dollars, and you can't go to the movies without getting snacks, right? Yeah. So that's another. So I went ahead and I just bought into the movie club and so I can get discounts. <laughs> yeah, not, not a lot of
1: people know this, but uh, movie theaters make their most revenue through the, the snack bar. That's why all their snacks are so expensive because that's the only way they really make money there. Uh, I worked at a movie theater yeah. for um, like about five years. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: I see. I did not know that about Pete. That's awesome. That's yeah. that's cool.
1: I, I worked at uh, Pacific Theaters at The Grove in Los Angeles for a little bit, and then I moved over to the Arclight uh, Hollywood off of Sunset Boulevard, and there was, like, so many celebrities would come to those theaters. Like, the first celebrity I saw and, and met and talked to
0: was uh, Sir Ben Kingsley. Oh, wow. Actually, I did know that, because didn't yeah. you work with Jim Hoffman? Jim Hoffmaster. Jim Hoffmaster, yes. Shameless, guys. Yeah. He's he's Kermit from Shameless. If you guys have not seen it, definitely go check him out. He is awesome. Shameless was one of my one of my favorite shows. So, and guys, along Shameless, guys, Shameless plug. Yeah, Shameless plug. There you go. Along with cinema, guys, definitely if you do have the opportunity to to go to cinema, please go. Um, that is how film like makers like me, myself, and Pete. Um, that's where it's at. I mean. There, there's nothing like experience something in a cinema. I'm thankful enough to be able to have a private cinema in my in my house. Um, I, Incredible! I love it. I love it. Pete, Pete loves coming over and he definitely takes over the cinema here. Yeah. Um, so, it's it's cool. I think that that spooky season, it was cool for us. Um, we did do a a Michael Myers kind of fan film teaser that is is out on YouTube that is very, very cool. We also did an original film that was by uh, Pedro Mendoza and I, written by Pedro Mendoza and I, uh, called El Cocoy, which in English is The Boogeyman, which is an amazing film. Um, Pete just wrapped up a film that also came out, I believe on the 29th, called... um, the The terror terror of the terror on halloween night which that performance of pete's was amazing he did an amazing job when it came to his character in that movie um what else uh we have overseer which is definitely i would I, i would consider it a horror uh and uh comedy but overall an experimental film because it is so out there it is an amazing film we also have not now hiring and we have a show called lies behind their eyes uh which pete and i is where we met that's where the history started and we've been an ongoing force since then so definitely go check those out check out uh petro pictures on instagram facebook and youtube check out the bomb tv on instagram facebook and youtube we have so much content um petro pictures has a show called uh tens tardis that does a lot of game reviews and uh game plays and all that cool stuff uh uh trailer reviews it is very cool it is awesome i love watching them um the Bomb TV has a show called Viral that Season 2 is coming out. Um, there's just so much. There's so much that we're doing. And we wanted to add on to our our empire with a podcast. Something that we can freely talk about and just, you know, about everything. Yep. And get things going. So, definitely check those out, guys. Uh, Halloween Kills is definitely... I, I would at the end of the day recommend everyone to watch how if you are a Michaels Myers fan, please go see the film. It is it is good to go see for sure. Uh, any any film that that I mean, when you see a film, you're gonna know that it's well put together and a film that's not well put together will just shouldn't be put out in the first place. So if somebody puts together a film, support your friends support your family support your local artist because these artists don't become you know anything until they get that one shot and when they get that one shot that's when they start making revenue even at that there's so much in the hole that it's not getting rich they're just paying back all the stuff that they had to do to get there so realistically they're not making a profit till years down the road you know, i don't think anybody really understands that i think that Oh my God, he just did this big film. No, all the stuff and all the money it took to get to that big film, that just funded, just put money back in the bank to replenish so they could, you know, go further. They won't make a huge profit until, you know, the second or third project. So we have, um, we're going to start doing Indiegogos for some of our films. So please support that. Pedro Mendoza is an amazing actor. I'm going to say this a million times. He has a uh, a demo reel on the on his page. I believe you're doing a new one, right? Yeah, I'm
1: I'm updating my uh, my demo reel. I just got some new pictures done too.
0: Beautiful. So definitely check that out. He's got really cool stuff happening, and we have a new Instagram. It is Instagram.com/slash/theCinemaStuds. If you do not know who the studs are, look in the way of the guys with the dad bods <laughs> right here. We are the Cinema Studs. Uh, we enjoy bringing you guys, uh, the real, uh, we keep it real with everybody. And, uh, you have any final thoughts,
1: Pete? Uh, that's about it. Uh, be sure to follow the bomb TV on, uh, YouTube and Facebook because, uh, um, uh, Manny right here, he's a brilliant director and he has such a vision and a drive when it comes to cinema. And it, it's very rare to find, uh, people with that same, um, uh, that same drive and hunger to create films. So we're gonna be talking a lot about uh, what we love here on on
0: keeping it real with the cinema studs. Beautiful guys, it was a pleasure. We hope you guys have a good night, and let's keep it real always. And my name is Alberto Ordinas, and I am out. My name's Pedro Mendoza, and I am out. And let's keep it steady. Peace. Peace.